Good morning, good evening and good afternoon all and welcome to this fortnight's instalment of the Ish Plus Six podcast, the podcast series where you could discover your next favourite artist. On today's episode, I'm joined by the one and only Taiyuki. Taiyuki is a London-based artist that has been developing his R&B slash rap influenced sound since the late 2010s, most recently dropping three albums in one year. He has proven that he is not here to play any games. You will need to go make sure you check out Yuki's stuff on all platforms, specifically his most recent album, 22. Please all welcome Taiyuki to the podcast. Tell us how's it going, what's going on, talk to us. I'm good, man, I'm good. How you guys doing, you know what I'm saying? I'm doing all right, yeah. man, honestly. Yeah, I'm doing all right. So I want to make sure I'm pronouncing your name right. It's, it's Taiyuki, right? Yep, Taiyuki. Mm-hmm. The one and only. Yeah. Yes, and um, so we is that cool? Tai, Tai, Tai? Um, I, I'd rather go by Yuki or Taiyuki, one of the two. Let's do, let's do slide. All right, man, no worries. Yeah, Yuki, that's calm. Um, yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're coming to us from, all of that. Um, so I grew up in Northwest London, you know what I'm saying? Um, I make, I'd say my, the best way I can describe my music is, um, I would say like melodic, it's melodic rap, you know? So uh, there's bars in there, but I'm really singing them type shit, you know what I'm saying? In my own way, style, flows. So yeah, <clears throat> but you know, Northwest London, born and raised, you know what I'm saying? The Slate Ground, that's where you spend most of your days. Yeah, I feel that, man. I feel that. <laughs> yeah, you've seen every single episode, so you know that we always start off with a joke, and today's no different. Let's mm-hmm. uh, let's just get into it, and then we can get into the questions, because, yeah, I'm, I'm in too deep at this point, and I can't go an episode without doing it at this point. You know what I mean? <laughs> all right, let's go, let's go. Yeah, let's do it. Um, All right. The Indian restaurant I work for is so secretive, I had to sign a legal agreement that I wouldn't share their flatbread recipe. Just their standard non-disclosure agreement. That is probably the worst joke I've heard this week. (laughs) (laughs) That's it this week, so you've heard the worst before this week. Okay, calm, that's fine. (laughs) But yeah, okay. Let's let's get into the um into the questions a little bit more. You mentioned that you um that you make uh, melodic music. I think I heard somewhere mentioning you plug and be or something like that. Yeah. I, I I heard yeah. that term get thrown around a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I'm still not entirely sure what that is. I I'm assuming it's like a mix of R and B with plug. If I'm yes. understanding correctly, I have it's no exactly idea what that. plug is though. Talk to me a little it's bit about exactly that. that. So I wouldn't say, I, uh, I wouldn't describe myself as a plug and be or plug artist, but I do love the sound and coming from London, like it's an American based sound um, that was kind of originated in SoundCloud um, of some underground artists that kind of, or kind of blowing it up into a mainstream or more sought after sound. But I admired it and I said, you know what, I feel like you know, I'm not American, but I'm, I'm British. And I was like, you know what? I feel like I could do something that they can't. So that's what kind of pushed me to kind of start making plug music. And I did drop a plug album called The Virtuoso. Um, and, uh, you know, that's probably what you, you, you know, heard. And <clears throat> that's what I released recently um, before my most recent project, 22. 
But um, now, nah, yeah, plug and B is literally a mix of the plug sound, um, which goes back to like Mexico drone. This is like the the origins of SoundCloud, I would say, or the SoundCloud sound that you hear now. Um, like plug is definitely one of the a big sound, in, you know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, and it's, then it's a mix of R&B. You know, even now you get like, um, you know, like great samples and like, you know, R and old, old ass R and B samples with like crazy AOAs, like trap AOAs. You're like, this is, yeah, that's the that's the plug, that's the plug, man. Yeah, exactly. It's weird seeing the similarities with the sampling with drill as well, because drill. I swear to you, I'm I'm glad that drill is on the way out. I'm not even gonna lie to you because some <laughs> of these samples. Are some of yeah. the most disgraceful things I've ever seen. Ice Spice is one is a <laughs> Ice Spice is one of the biggest perpetrators of this. I swear. Yeah. It's, I I don't know, man. It's just yeah. I've had enough. <laughs> you know what's crazy? I, I haven't really like heard much of Ice Spice's music. Oh really? Shit, you know? Yeah, for real. Like I don't know. I very much listen to, um, like what I just listen to. I don't know. Like uh, even in talking about drill, like. I do like polls on my Instagram and I ask people like, you know, what do they prefer? UK drill, US drill? Because being from London, I grew up on drill. You know what I'm saying? But I grew up on the original drill, like when drill was kind of on trap beats. Before drill had its own beats, you know, they want like these heavy, hard hitting 808s, like six, seven, you know what I'm saying? Section boys, like, you know what I'm saying? Like I grew up on that, that kind of sound. So like, the new drill when it came in and it was like you know it's beats like the 808s are doing the maddest shit it's, they're, they're cool they're they're a definite um growth of the original drill sound but it's i feel like it's also like put the drill scene in a box yeah whereas now it's like you have to sound like this or the beat has to be like this and now it's not drill whereas before it was just literally the bpm type shit, yeah exactly you know? like the uk music was literally grime or drill and if it wasn't grime we just called it drill type shit and that was it now it's just like you know it's, it's evolved to what it is which is cool but i think i think what's next in the uk and definitely the london underground scene is this wavy music that a lot of people are jumping on you know um it's definitely a uh, big 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 inspirations from you know the american side of the world <laughs> but it's uh i mean america's you know they have the biggest entertainment industry so that's that's a given it was always bound to happen but i do definitely think like you know the uk underground scene is growing and you know grime it, it started off with grime then we had drill and as you say you can feel drill coming to an end and i feel like even now like most of the underground artists like you know, it's all wavy shit you know what i'm saying so yeah absolutely yeah i will say i i was just talking to i don't know if you know blame steez i was talking to him about it the other day actually because he was talking right. about he kind of sees um i suppose the future of especially uk underground moving from this rage kind of angry ah, ah mosh kind of scene to a more chill kind of thing i guess everyone's just gonna get a little bit tired a little bit you know <laughs> i don't know everyone's gonna get tired of the moshing tired of risking their lives every time they go to a gig <laughs> still you yeah, know facts 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 and uh yeah i i don't know i mean personally i see that happening as well it's like mm. it's like how we're in this whole skinny heroin chic model kind of phase in terms of um 
in terms of like body types and that kind of thing whereas five yeah. years ago if you'd have asked someone in like 2018 even 2016 even or just the 2010s in general it was yeah. all thick girls fat us uh, and also surprisingly skinny thighs as well for some reason just the bbl aesthetic i suppose so you know <laughs> yeah. it was yeah, yeah but now we're moving into something else so these trends come and go you know yeah definitely i feel like definitely trends come and go um but icons are always solidified icons always stay um like even i remember when harachis do you remember when harachis like yeah, everyone was right. getting harachis and i remember i was like i used to be broke as shit i used to be yo i want harachis and um i wasn't getting no harachis but it was it was like um my parents were like you know harachis used to be out when i used to be in school and i used to be like no they weren't like what are you talking about these are the new shoes like you don't, don't know about this shit but it's like trends come and go do you know what i'm saying so exactly someone who was wearing like like it's weird like bro i'll be so honest like I didn't even know who Rick Owen was until last year. Like, what what do I look like trying to buy Ricks? Like, I'm following a trend that I don't care about. Or like, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like it's the same shit. Like, people will go with the trend and it's it's not always a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to be a follower of a trend because it's popular for a reason. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm not shitting on Ricks. Ricks are fucking cold. Do you know what I'm saying? But I never grew up looking up to Ricks. You know what I'm saying? like so it's just it's just it's just one of those things but at the end of the day an icon will always be solidified because whether i knew or whether rick rick owens was part of a trend um rick owens was been doing his shit you know what i'm saying like, it's only now shit's coming and i was like oh yeah cool but he was still doing it you know so yeah exactly trends trends are, are flimsy they're like it's like a wave you either get with it or you create it you know yeah it's weird it's it's interesting to see and you know what it's weird because it's difficult to gauge whether these i mean i guess it's kind of difficult but you can kind of tell that these trends are perpetuated by the music people listen to you know what i mean because yeah, yeah, yeah. no one knew who rick owens was i mean i think asap rocky was probably one of the first soldier boy is probably gonna get pissed off if he sees this but not for real but ASAP Rocky was probably the first person to mention, one of the first to mention Rick Owens, also Rap yeah. Simmons and all of that. And then mm. obviously, you know, people like Carti, people like Lonely, people like um, everyone in like this sort of dark opium core aesthetic has started mentioning him more and more. And now people are moving from, you know, the, um, I guess we could say from the Gucci's, the sort of maximalist kind of fashion to this minimalist tone that you know things like rick owens I, I guess balenciaga is kind of maximalist but some of their items you could argue i don't yeah. know but yeah everyone's moving to the sort yeah. of darker aesthetic yeah yeah facts facts but it's all it's all comes from just uh like uh inspirations like everyone is inspired because we all have a platform now like even if your platform is 90 followers or 100,000 200,000 followers do you know what i'm saying like everyone has a platform so everyone is able to inspire and be inspired and you know like you could even say like for example this might not be the case but let's say carty influenced destroy lonely and then destroy lonely now they're on the same wave and then someone else sees that shit they're like oh shit that's hard so, do you know what i'm saying and then it becomes a tower of just oh, this shit is cool a tower of influence 
You know yeah. what I'm saying? I think it's cool. I think it's cool, but it's it's different because like this is all social media. We don't know the long term effects of social media. You know what I'm saying? We're all guinea pigs. Like exactly. we don't know how this is gonna affect us when we're like seventy years old type shit. Like exactly. And you know what? I'm not gonna lie. It's interesting what you mentioned about trends. I I'll be real with you. These trends, seeing TikTok in particular, is one of the most annoying things when it comes to trends because I swear, whenever I see people. It's, it's a certain demographic or just a certain style where you can tell that someone got their entire outfit inspiration <laughs> from TikTok, you know? Don't it's cap. like, it's it's a little bit embarrassing to see, but it's like, I mean, you do what you got to do, I guess. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you see it and you're like, boy, I can I can see it all over you, but at the same time, it's like, shit, I can't blame you. Like, exactly. It's that it's ape or stussy thing that I've been seeing lately that's just been... I haven't. I, you know what the thing is, though. I haven't seen it once in real life. All of these things that I'd be really? attending and all of that, even at uni, even yeah. wherever, I, I've never seen it. So yeah, I don't know, but, but I see it at but least it's once. It's funny a day that we, all, we all kind of see the same thing, the same Y two K styles, and you know, it's 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 funny. It's yeah, funny, but, it is funny yeah. to see. But yeah, you mentioned um, you sort of see the rage kind of rage beats kind of. Um, angry aesthetic in music moving mm. to a more wavy kind of thing is that Definitely. similar to like your style or do you see it what what kind of wavy are we talking about um so like i feel like wavy more i feel like more in the sense of uk underground because how can i put it i feel like rage kind of the energy of rage music gives everyone the um the kind of the the energy that they lost in grime, you know, whereas not and it's like you it's more you can be a part of it more because it's less about the lyrics. You don't really have to be good at rhyming or freestyling. You just enjoy the energy type shit, and it's not like it's like rage is like you can do it without being a rock star type shit. Because back in the day, if you was a rock star, you was kind of looked down upon. You was you was part of the minority, you know? And minorities weren't really bigged up. But now it's like, it's a majority. So it's easy for everyone to jump on it. But in saying so, I feel like that's where it's losing its hold. Because yeah. when something becomes majority and starts to become, um, I don't know, it's easier for people to shoot it down. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, people right. always want to root for the underdog, and I feel like that's where the wavy stuff's coming in. And when I say wavy, I feel like um, I feel like just more melodic rap. Okay. You know? Like um, sounds like K Swarth, D Savage. Um, <clears throat> shit, I don't even see. This is the thing I just know who I listen to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I feel that. It's just like I can definitely see like people like even rappy rappy niggas. You know what I'm saying? They're coming on to more like. Oh, I can do this too, though. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. oh yeah, I can do this, but I can. Now like, everyone wants to show the versatility, and what's really hitting the nail on the head is, I feel like more melodic, melodic shit. I just feel like melodies is just because you know pop stars, pop music was always the biggest thing on radio. Everyone loves melodies. Everyone loves to sing, and that's the truth. That is true. Everyone loves a melody. And I, it's easier to follow than, you know, I guess. 
I don't know, people will go to what's easiest to listen to for them. You know what I mean? Like, yes. and, and as much as I respect him, no one wants to listen to MF Doom 24 7. You know what I mean? Like, no one wants to listen to that lyrical stuff 24 7. Right. And um, you, want, you want everyone wants um, versatility. Everyone wants like uh, diversity in, in whatever they do. Exactly. So, yeah. Right. Uh, do you see your style changing anytime soon, or is it like are you heavy set on this path you're taking? Um, I'm heavy set on showing what I'm capable of. Cause, like, even if I walk you through my journey, like, cool. So I used to go by a, another artist name. Uh, yeah. the raw h2 no um and when i transitioned to taiyuki i said uh you know i i dropped my project reborn which had a lot of uh diversity in it and then i dropped uh, sound of my heart which was very um <clears throat> it was it was it was more singing it was more acoustic it was more you know i feel like I have my own sound and I'm just very hell-bent on just expressing it and just showing everything that I have to, to do. I'm not really like, I try not to, like, I see the scene. I see everyone, you know, things changing and this is this. And But like, regardless, I've been on Rage Beats before, before they were called Rage. Do you know what I'm saying? I've been on um, rappy, whatever, old school beats and I've been on acoustic shit. Like, they're all part of myself. So for me, it's just whatever I decide to make today rather than, oh, do you know what? I want to make stuff like this. Like I can open my phone and play 20 acoustic songs that no one's heard or 20 rage songs that no one's heard. And, you know, it's funny, like a lot of people, um, like another thing that I feel like people forgot about is like hyperpop. Yeah, yeah. I did want to talk uh, about I, I that a little big, bit, actually. You know, I was a big fan of hyperpop. I have a lot of hyperpop music and unreleased projects that are just sitting there. And it's like, I can release that tomorrow. And it's like, oh, you're the hyperpop sound now, you know? So it's like, I feel like personally, it's important to observe trends, but I'm more focused on just setting them. And by setting them, I kind of just appreciate appreciate them, not totally ignore them, but just do my own thing. Like do what makes me feel comfortable, just, you know? Yeah, exactly. And it's interesting you mentioned hyperpop um, because, and your first, I, I say first, I mean, I'm assuming it's your first uh, album, Reborn. Um, I, when I was listening to it, I did find it a little bit difficult to sort of pinpoint one sound that yeah. re, like you sort, sort of emanated throughout the whole thing. But I, I did feel that your delivery, the beats were in general a bit more a bit harder than your recent stuff. Your recent stuff has been a bit softer, you know, the lyrics, that kind of yeah. thing. It's been a bit more, um, a bit smoother, if that makes sense. So, um, yeah, I was just curious about like what, I suppose what warranted that change, what led you down this path of softer music? Well, honestly, I'm happy that you, you, uh, you mentioned that and you brought that up because, you know, something that I haven't spoken about recently, but, uh, when I was making Reborn, uh, that whole, it was about, I feel like it was a good year or maybe like six months of recording, just a bunch of songs. And uh, that whole time I was extremely heavily depressed and suicidal. So 
even now when I listen to it, I'm like, Damn. <laughs> I'm like, okay, like it's a lot more raw, it's a lot more um, like straight. It was just like, I don't know, it was it was just how I was feeling, you know, and it's definitely it was captured, it was definitely captured when I was recording. Um, so I feel like that was what really made that shit hit a bit harder, you know. I definitely shout out to illustrious george he produced every song um and yeah he he his sound was just definitely like the the concoction during that time was just perfect to create what was created um i feel like now uh, like the trend like the change in my music has just kind of been um i don't know really honestly i don't know i just kind of just been dropping I've been trying new things. I've been trying new things. I've just been trying to create my sound. And I feel like I've done so, but I also want to show the journey that it took to get there, you know, before I then show too much of it. But I feel like a good example so far would probably be songs like Movie. Um, yeah, off of uh, off 22. Beans, yes, um, Off The Beans, Brave um and nostalgia 2009 but i definitely have some some cool stuff coming like three bugger um i've got songs like uh hunter x hunter um these are like unreleased songs that are, i think definitely hit the nail on the head of my sound mm. um but at the same time i can always do hard-hitting shit like reborn because it's always it's always a part of me you know it's always a part of me it's just wherever I decide to meet today. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. If you don't mind me asking, how did you manage to pull yourself out of that, um, I suppose, that headspace that you were in at the time of uh, recording Reborn? Um, yeah, yeah. So I mean, we don't have to get too time, deep into it, but it's... No, 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 it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. I, I, want to, I want to talk about it. But I will say, you know, so at the time, I had got kicked out. I was homeless. Um, I had no money. I felt like I had no friends. I felt like the people who I had around me were just, I didn't, couldn't really trust them. And um, I was kind of confused. I was very much in a state of like confusion, which is kind of funny to me now. But yeah, um, I going through it, I was just, it's very hard. Like life is hard and when you look at it day by day it's like it's very daunting it's very it's harder because you're going through the shit you know but when i like look over it in a set of like from this month to that month okay it's gonna be hard but like once this is over i can then move forward it made it a lot easier it's like sometimes you gotta look at the bigger picture like i was walking around and like i was seeing different houses and like the way people were living and then the way how I was living. And it made me realize like, I didn't truly know what I wanted. I didn't have a goal. So I'm work what I was working towards wasn't solid. So nothing I had was solid. Um, so I kind of had to really look at myself and work out what I wanted and then essentially just build um, a state of relentlessness to achieving what I wanted and what I deserved because no one in life is going to give that to you. And, uh, you know, anyone who helps you along that journey, you can consider them your friend, 
You know what I'm saying? And anything other than that, it's just like, you know, you just kind of want to focus on you and just do what's best for yourself. Um, in the healthiest way, of course, you know, healthy for you and other people. But yeah, definitely like, yeah, shit was tough. Sure, yeah, absolutely, sure. man. And I also have to respect you being able to get out of that, um, out of that headspace because it can be difficult. You know, I know it can be difficult for people, but yeah. um, yeah. Now, honestly, I'm glad to have you here now, though, for real. Because uh, hey, I listen, 22 was a banger. So you know, it's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. I'm playing, I'm playing. But yeah, no, it was good. It was good. Um, yeah. cool. So. I want to talk a little bit about your visuals as well, actually. Um, yeah. There was one track that you dropped the other day. Um, not track, but a video you dropped the other day. Yes. The name escapes me, but... Um, I just, nothing like Yuki? Nothing like that. I think that might have been the one. It sort of had an aesthetic similar to, um, I guess, testing era Rocky, uh, ASAP Rocky, that is, and also sort of like, I guess, some of... I don't know if you know Gaspar, no? Uh, French film director. He directed um film called Climax, film called Irreversible, that kind of stuff. But um, yeah. I found that sort of like you you guys had similar aesthetics basically, and I'm just curious as to who your biggest visual influences are, um, that kind of thing. Um, honestly, shit, I don't know. I don't really, I don't really think about this shit. I, I. I... <laughs> Yeah, I don't really think about this shit. I, um, like, in terms of, like, visuals, I don't really, like, okay, cool. When I create visuals for my songs, I'll, yeah. I'll listen to them, and then I just picture nothing. And then I try, like, everything is black, and then I say, okay, what comes to my mind? Like, what comes to me? And then whatever comes, I'm like, okay, cool, how can I recreate that? Or how can I make that real? Or how can I make it seem like what I just imagined, you know? And um, I don't know, cause I, I draw too, I like to draw. Um, like I, I do I do a few different types of like artistic things. So I try to use all those different elements to create my visual um, or when it comes to creating my visuals. And, um, you know, I do have to say a big thank you to my team, like the people who helped me create my shit. Because a lot of the time, like honestly, like it's it's it, it's like a forty a forty second voice note of me, like yo, we need to do this, and I want it to look like this and this, and and you know they 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 make it happen, you know, make it happen every time, or we at least do our best to to aim there, you know. So yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, and it's crazy to see because. Um... Like obviously that the switch between even the album covers from Reborn to the Virtuoso yeah. to the Virtuosos plural to <laughs> uh twenty two is crazy to see. Like you can see the difference between them between all of them. Yeah. Speaking of yeah. which, um was that you who did the album cover for Reborn? Um Reborn, Reborn. No, so that was my friend Johnny. Uh he did the Reborn cover. Um He's fantastic. He's great. Very talented guy. Um, yeah, he helped me with that. Um, we and him are actually working on a comic together. Um, oh, swear. I say a comic. It's more of a book. Um, and it's, it's it's lit. But uh, yeah, Virtuoso was created by um, X Rizal. Uh, she's a great, 
artist and she's actually working on most of my recent stuff that's coming so she's done virtuoso she's done 22 and we are working on my latest project which is um transcendence and something else but you know everything will be revealed soon but yeah. <laughs> heard it here first guys transcendence and something else, the names of, of Yuki's um new projects. <laughs> it's gonna be crazy. It's definitely trust me, like the new stuff is definitely myself. Yeah, absolutely, definitely. absolutely. Talk to me about your creative process as well, because you mentioned going to the studio and um working and having a bunch of tracks, like sort of in a vault, I guess. Um yeah. how do you put together an album or a project? Do you just pick and choose from those ones that you made or is it, do you get into the album headspace, album mode, as people say? What's the situation mm. for you? Um, I'll be real, you know, I feel like album mode is some bullshit. I'll be dead ass. Like, I don't even know what, like, people mean when they see album mode. Like, <laughs> like I'm very much like, because what you have to understand is, uh, before you're a creator, you're a consumer, you know? So you listen to albums and the way how songs, you know, one after the other, how they're put together, how they're sequenced, can change whether you enjoy a song or not. So like, you have to understand my dad's a DJ and my whole life I've been listening to music. And so I'll hear a song and I'm, then the next one comes, like, ooh, yeah, I like that, I like that, you know, and whatnot, whatnot. But the way how I kind of um, listen to my songs is kind of like that. I'll just, I'll literally just listen to my music and then I'll go from one song to the next and I might be like, oh, those two sound really good. Like, I like that transition, so I need to pick a song like that into that, and um, yeah, it's always visual for me too. Like, I'll listen to my my music, and I'll be like, okay, I see a cover that looks like this, or I see this color, or I see this outfit that I've worn, and then I see, you know, I kind of slowly bring it together, and like the way how I'll um, put together a project, like even how I'm doing Transcendence right now is. Uh, I'll make like a list of all the songs that I feel like work with that word, you know? So I have the title, which is Transcendence, cool. What is Transcendence? What songs is giving me that vibe? Okay, what imagery am I seeing for this? Okay, how do I want the songs to go through? Do I want it to start strong? Do I want it to be, you know, how, what, what journey am I taking you? What story am I telling you? And then it's finding the pieces, um, or the characters to create that story, which are the songs. Uh, and I, the best way I sequence them is just, I just consistently listen to them, listen to them, listen to them and work out where each one is supposed to be and how they complement each other. And just hope for the best in that aspect, really. Absolutely. That makes perfect sense to be fair. And I feel like it, it's weird how when you listen to an album, enough times like in a chronological order you can almost hear the next song playing before it plays and that happens to me a lot with my music like uh, it's so bad like, i'll listen to a song and then instantly i know what's supposed to come next like it's crazy but um it also it's like a reminder to let me know like okay i'm doing i think this is right yeah exactly man exactly yeah. it's 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 a really i i don't know it's a really good way of, of making music because um i know i don't know if you know jpeg mafia 
uh, the rapper JPEG Mafia. He's um, sort of like experimental, kind of. He's yeah, he's 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 underground, but um, yeah. he the way he produces an album is he will produce rap over a bunch of beats and then just pick out the 10 15 20 that he likes the most and put them on the album and that's it okay. yeah but sometimes yeah. simplicity works you know i can i can definitely yeah i hear that yeah exactly it's crazy because yeah it always shakes me a little bit when i see when i hear about all of these artists having their entire vault leaked to the public and like i'd be on twitter like oh well so and so had their vault leaked and the number is just stupid the, like the number of tracks that leaked is just stupid you know what i mean like 400 yeah, yeah. tracks this many gigabytes i'm like How? gigabytes like what do you mean yeah no it's crazy like it's how i i guess when it's your nine to five or just like your day to day i guess it makes sense but yeah. still gigabytes of work is crazy yeah that's Honestly, that's crazy to me. I don't know how rappers, like, be getting their shit leaked because I'm very, like, I'm a gatekeeper. I'm gatekeeper with what I wear, where I go, who I'm with, and definitely my music. Like, shit I make. Like, honestly, I don't know. I feel like I care too much. Like, back in the day, I wouldn't even share shit uh, on Instagram because, like, if I didn't get enough replies from people, I'd be like, some shit. I don't want to, I don't even want to finish it. Or So I was just like, you know what? I, I stopped doing that shit. But I don't really, I feel like not sending your shit to people is good because one, a song is, one, it's a creation, but it's also a product. And you don't want to give the product to someone or have someone experience a product in a way that you didn't want that want it to be digested or when it's unready you know so most of the time i like to save my music for people's ears for when it's out i want you to listen to it while looking at the cover that i've created that perfectly goes with it not just a black screen or not just i don't know why you're scrolling looking through fucking ice spices in instagram or some shit like you know what i'm saying i want it to be perfect not perfect but how i want it to be you know so yeah. And in doing so, I don't really have tracks leaked. I mean, I don't feel like I have, um, what's the word, the attention for people to even want to leak my tracks. But I feel like, I feel like that's really how it happens, just sending shit to people or studios and I don't know. I don't know, man. That's just, it's very alien to me, but yeah. it's crazy. Gigs? Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> um... I do want to talk a little bit about your live um, performances as of recent. I'm upset that I didn't manage to get to come to any. I'm not going to lie to you. It's, it it plays on my mind. It's it's like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I get I get serious FOMO when I see it on people's stories as well. I'm like, wow, this, mm -hmm. this, this, this gig actually looked pretty sick. But yeah, I want to talk about your live performances as of recent. Um, you've had a couple... What is something they don't tell you before you go onto stage? Ah, um, shit. Okay, something that I'd like to share is uh, I'm a very anxious person, you know? I'm very, 
Yeah, I'm a very anxious person. So every time I go on stage, I'm terrified. I'll be very honest. I'm very, I'm, I'm always nervous. Um, and I feel like, I don't know if everyone feels that way, but that's definitely something like you kind of, you'll always be, you always have those butterflies. You always, um, this is not for everyone, but once you start expressing, they, they, they go, you know, they go. And uh, it just becomes, it becomes easier. It does. It doesn't stay hard. It doesn't stay. Um, it's not scary for long, you know. But it is definitely. It's like uh, you know that feeling you get when you're in school, and it's like you're in class and you're in class and you're friends with everyone, like, or you're cool with everyone, like you've known these lot for how many years now, and the teacher asks you to come up and read something, you're like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> chill yeah. out you know what i'm saying like you ain't trying to do that shit but it's it's kind of that feeling but then once you start you're kind of just like i don't give a fuck you know what i'm saying like it's just lit you know yeah so exactly it's kind of like that that's that's the best way i could describe it but something that they tell you that they don't tell you i don't know like um it's weird it's a weird feeling you always feel weird that's definitely one thing. Being on stage will always feel weird. And I think I think that's just, it depends on what's your comfort zone. Like, I like to entertain people as much as I like to. I'm still anxious, always, you know? So that for me is just like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's a lot of stuff that I'd imagine plays on your mind, even after the gigs, especially. Just like, oh, oh I missed this person when I was uh, just doing the freaking wave of high five I, I don't know man like that that kind of thing I, I will say this yeah that stuff will always come through into your mind but live with no regrets because at the end of the day the only thing that matters is your energy and your intention you know like even the other day I was walking and um, I saw someone who knew me and like uh, they they must have like tried to say hi to me twice and I ignored them twice. And then after it was it was only the second time I was like, wait, I think that person was saying something to me. So I just went back and was like, yo, how you doing? You know? And just gave them like a spot, whatever. And you know, I feel like the the two times I ignored them don't matter because I didn't do it on purpose, you know, it's just the clock. It's kind of like the same shit. Like it's just your intention in life, you know? Like you can miss someone's dap or, you know, you could, ah, shit, maybe I shouldn't have stepped on that shoe, but, like, I didn't mean to, but my bad. You know, it is what it is. Who gives a fuck? Live with no regrets, you know? Like, exactly. as long as you ain't out to, as long as you're not out for anyone else's demise, you know? Like, shit. Ain't shit. <laughs> I mean, I do want to talk about um, obviously your clear interest in anime, that kind of thing. You've made you've made a couple of references in the past. You got um, friggin' uh, Naruto on the. No, I'm playing. <laughs> Boy, you know. <laughs> uh, man. Yeah, no. Nah, uh, you got that Goku. I do want to. I haven't. I've never watched Dragon Ball Z, but I, that is Goku, right? That is Goku. This is Goku. Okay. Yes, this is Goku. This okay. I have I've got tattoos, I've got yeah man, I don't know. I like anime a lot. But yeah. That, man. yeah. I wanna talk a little bit about that before we um sort of close off a little bit. I wanna talk a little bit about your favorites. Um yeah, let's just talk a little bit about that. 
Okay, um, for sure. So I would definitely say my favorite anime of all time would be Hunter x Hunter. And then that's surprising for a lot of people because I have so much Dragon Ball Z merch. Like I have socks, pajamas, courtesy of my girlfriend, um, this blanket, tattoo. Um, but Hunter x Hunter is it for me personally, it's just fucking good. Then I'd say Soul Eater next, because it's just crazy. I feel like I don't know, man. I don't know. I like anime. I like it a lot. Like funny story actually. I didn't even know what anime was like. I had watched Dragon Ball Z up to the Freezer arc. And um, I was talking to my friend about it. And I was like, yo, Dragon Ball Z is bare cold, you know, da 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 da. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you like anime, innit? And I was like, what's anime? Bro, he's like, oh, <laughs> Dragon Ball Z, you know? This, this, I was like, bro, that's a cartoon. What are you talking about? He's like, nah, yeah. bro, you like anime? Like, I didn't know. So when I found out, I was like, Okay, say nothing. Let me let me let me find out more about this shit. And then from that day, never went back. Been that on day, it. Just set the ball rolling, yeah. On it, yeah. And that's I'm not gonna lie, for me personally, I didn't start off with like the classics like Dragon Ball Z or Naruto or anything like that. I started with Attack on Titan back in like 2013 when it first came out. No, 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 no. Ooh. When it first came out, when it first came out, not like Yeah, because I watched it too. Did you watch it on Netflix? No, I just doesn't matter where I watched it. What the heck? <laughs> okay, okay. All that matters is that I watched it from the jump. And yeah, um, yeah nah, it's be I'm not gonna lie, I don't even know what's going on anymore. I'll be so real with you. It's just friggin' it's just politics at this point, just jargon, and I'm like, what's what is what is this? I haven't known what's been going on for like the past ten episodes. You know, but... I watched it when it first came out. The first season, then the second season, then I started reading. It was the first manga I read. Yeah. And um, I got to the end of, no, it was like halfway through the third season and that's all they had written. And I was like, I finished it, bro. I'm, not, I'm done. Like, yo, this is clown. And my friend was like, nah, bro, like you got to wait a month. Then the next chapter is going to come out. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'm finished, didn't it? I'm not doing, I'm not doing anymore. Next show. Um, but yeah, they, they the shows continued, and you, I'm sure you saw last year the hype. You know, was incredible. The hype was crazy, yeah. Which honestly, I'm quite happy for it because it's nice to see anime get love. You know, yeah. Um, but yeah, I kind of just backed away from the show because I was like, I don't want to get spoiled. I don't want to watch it because of the hype. I watched it before this shit, you know. So yeah, I haven't even seen it yet up till now. So I kind of just want to watch it when. You know, it don't really matter. Just watch that shit. Let's yeah, I get you. I get you. There's a couple of people I know that don't play when it comes to stuff like One Piece. And they'll be like... Really? They'll, yeah, I swear to you. And they'll be like, Bro, I swear, I swear after the first like 300 episodes of Kids, 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 Kids. Who's got time for that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll be real. I'll be real. I did try to watch One Piece. I got to like 100 and something. A hundred and something, you know. Yeah, I got to like a hundred. <laughs> I got to like a hundred and something. I was like, but I'll be real. The show is banging. Like, the show is good. Like those a hundred episodes. Yeah, I'll be so real. Like you know, you have your character building episodes, and nah, bro, it's a good show. It's a good show. But it's just like you only watch it if you want to watch it, and I, mm. that's why I also don't recommend Naruto to people. I don't. You can only watch that show if you actually want to watch it because it's so long and so 
boring until it's not boring. That is just like, you know? Exactly. You need you need context, and it's just like I I don't have time to get context. I just want to see people scrap. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. My favorite my favorite uh, genre of uh, anime would be romance. Romance. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And the reason why I say that the reason why I say that is because I've watched over two hundred anime series, like just individual shows. Right. I would say most, not most of them, but I've definitely watched over like thousands of episodes and um what i've noticed about anime is it's like uh for example seven deadly sins right the show is heavily romance influenced because the storyline goes off action right there's lots of action there's lots of great animated scenes fighting this down the third but really and truly it's just one big love story you know, between Meliodas and Elizabeth. And, you know, I'm not going to dish out any spoilers, but it's just like that. And that, for me, kind of carries the show because it's lit. Like, everything is around that, you know? So sometimes romance shows are really good because me, I just like to chill and just watch it, you know? And half of the time, it's like, okay, romance will drive the story. That's why it's a romance anime but you still have action you still have comedy to a very very like high level where you're just watching the show and you're just enjoying it and it's the show just driven by romance and the story will continue through romance but you're still experiencing everything else and i feel like that's what makes a good show rather than i'm waiting for this fucking like dialogue to finish for these niggas to start scrapping Do you know what i'm saying like dragon ball yeah. z like whole anticipation just waiting for these niggas to shut the fuck up and fight you know what i'm saying <laughs> people just be chatting just for entire you know episodes you know so it's nice it's nice watching something where you're not waiting for a fight you just mm. want to see what happens type shit it's more i enjoy those way more personally. yeah exactly exactly um i do have a couple more questions before we head off what can we expect to see next from Taiyuki for, I mean, I guess short term, next couple of months and then the rest of the year? We're only in February right now. So uh, talk to me. What can we expect to see? Um, you can expect to see two projects this year. That's definitely um, what I'm, I'm aiming for. Um, visuals. Visuals on a crazy standard. You know, like I got... I got I got a few videos to sit in and um, you know I definitely feel like people will be fucking with it. More collaborations. Um because I've had collabs since to, like 2019 that's just like sitting on my computer. <clears throat> and this is the year where everything's coming out. So everything, like even the hyperpop bowl, like rap bowl, everything is coming out, everything is um we're going up, you know what I'm saying? Definitely shows, traveling, and um, just a whole bunch of music. Absolutely, man. I'm gassed to see it. I'm gassed to hear it as well, because honestly, Definitely. what you've put out so far with, especially the virtuosos, it's just been, I don't know, it's been crazy. It's been crazy to hear. So, Thank you, bro. I appreciate that. Yeah. Definitely. Everything from this point onwards is going to be like jaw-dropping, I'd say. One more question before I let you go on your way. You are heard by everyone on earth for 10 seconds. What do you say? 
That's 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 a good question. <laughs> that's a good that's a good closer. Um, shit. Be yourself. Love yourself. I love everyone. Cause at the end of the day, none of this matters, anyways. Let's make it worthwhile. That's it. You know Absolutely, man. Yeah, that's very real. That's very real. I appreciate that. Do you know what? I think that's a really good place to close off this episode. Um, yeah, I'll close it off there. Guys, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Ish Plus Six podcast, the podcast series where you, you know the rest. Um, you, do you have anything you'd like to uh, say before we close up? Yuki, do you know what I'm saying? Follow me if you don't follow me already. You know what I'm saying? Skelly every day, you know what I mean? Hey, check out 22s out now. It's probably going to be the best thing you've heard this week. Then you realize the best thing you had this year. And then you go hear the next shit. You know what I'm saying? So let's go. 100%. I can vouch, guys. Make sure you listen to 22. My personal favorite tracks are Hotels, Movie, and Nostalgia 2009. Make sure you guys go check it out. All platforms. And, uh, yeah, listeners, keep it real. And I will see you later, alligators. <laughs>